we were going to have chicken for dinner, but the chicken smelled real funky. So we had to look for delivery options instead. So we're getting prime rib delivered. Oh, that's awesome. 530. Well, you'd think it's awesome, but it is prime (laughs) rib and it is being delivered. I'm not sure how well (laughs) that's going to work. Yeah. Like, I want to be eating it within about 90 seconds of it showing up at the house because I figured that's when it's that's going to be the only time it's decent. So it's the -hmm. window is 530 to six. But I'll hear them because they'll walk by the garage. So <laughs> if I just shut off my computer and run away, that's why. <laughs> it's you could you could say it's my prime directive. <laughs> Too young for this track. The final frontier. These are the voyages of MC Troy and Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Okay, before we get started. Mm -hmm. When we introduce ourselves, it's going by the list in that order. And then we do right. the alternative titles in the list in the order that it's in. That uh, way we know okay. when we're going. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see how this works. Uh, hello and welcome to Too Young for This Trek. I'm Tyler mm-hmm. and I say I've never seen any Star Trek, but I've kind of seen a lot of Star Trek this year. Um, yeah. It has been a year of Trek for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a probably track. probably the most significant thing that's happened to you in 2020 <laughs> is just yeah, you watched Star Trek. Well, that's how I remember this year. Not not about the birth of my child. Not about the coronavirus. You know, this is the year you got indoctrinated into Star Trek. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the year I won, I learned what a data is. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, excuse me. Who? Not what? Next year will be the year you learn where it, what a trouble is. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we'll see am i supposed to say anything else it's been a while since i've been at the top of an episode <laughs> i think you just close with saying anyway i'm tyler did you already say your tyler i already said I'm tyler. tyler i was waiting for one of you guys to say oh. your name well eric's name is next on the list oh it is look at that <laughs> hi i'm eric Welcome to you, too young for this track. Oh, I did this wrong. I already screwed it up. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm Troy, and we're here to talk about Star Trek Discovery Season 1, Episodes 10, 11, and 12, which is the, uh, the, the like, welcome to the Mirror Universe arc. Uh, mm. So much, so much happens in the Mirror Universe. So we much don't welcome. Do, we don't do, hey, Tyler, which one is this on this, do we? Uh, we can. I haven't been at the top of an episode in a while. We've got three episodes to summarize and discuss here. Tyler, I don't care which one you think this is. All I want to know <laughs> is what our alternate titles for this one are. Uh, I called this Fringe. I don't know if anyone gets that I right. Get it. Oh, wait. is that That's the show that has a character with the last name Dunham, and yet I still didn't watch the show. And also it's it has good, a mirror man. universe. It's all about a mirror universe, though. Yeah. Yeah, spoilers. I've never heard yeah. of it. Really? It's kind of like the Twilight Zone. It's good. It's the Twilight Zone, but it has like one consistent arc. So my alternative title was... Are you guys frozen or... Kalish Malekmeh. 
Yarmov Moth. Is everyone just looking really still right now? Which is the Klingon for um, Kalis give us light, uh, light to see. Nice. Uh, mine is just well uh, oops, all assholes. Because this universe just seems to be filled with assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and I call this what's dead may never die, which I think is a quote from Game of Thrones, unless I quoted it bad. It's close enough. I think it's right. I'll take close enough. That's fine with me. Because it, it's like um, the drowned gods thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely only about Game of Thrones and doesn't apply to anything in this episode. <laughs> Except, it, I mean, clearly it does because otherwise I wouldn't have picked it as my alternate title. So it must. Anyway, uh, let's get into it because we got a lot to talk about. Season one, episode ten. Despite yourself, and then somebody's summary will play. The Discovery exits the Mycelian Network. Inside the wreckage of a Klingon vessel, before they have time to figure out what the heck's going on there, they're attacked by a Vulcan craft. And then, before they really have time to respond there, they get saved by a Federation-seeming ship. Lorca recognizes that ship and notes that it should be down for maintenance. With this information in mind, Lorca deduces that they must be in a parallel universe that he's absolutely never ever been to. Like, not even once. Definitely wasn't born there. The rest of the crew nods in agreement. To learn about this new universe, Lorca needs Tyler to look for the Klingon vessel's black box. On the way there, Tyler experiences some flashbacks to when he was in Klingon prison. Surgery, sex, etc. Meanwhile, Stamets is having some mental issues of his own, shouting about how the princess is in another castle or some shit. Tyler returns to the Discovery with a black box, which Michael and Tilly examine, leading to the Discovery that in this universe, the humans are the Klingons, and Tintilly is Captain Killy, Michael is presumed dead, murdered by Lorca, and they aren't the first ship from this universe to enter this new universe. Some ship called the Defiant also did it, which I guess is neat. They receive a hell from the ship that provided them aid earlier, and Tilly has to pretend to be Killy, which goes about as smoothly as you would think. Meanwhile, Tyler talks to Laurel, who tries to activate him by saying, Logging, rusted, 17, daybreak, furnace, 9, benign, homecoming, 1, freight car. But all of that in Klingon. It fails, but Tyler learns that he probably isn't really Tyler, and might be the Winter Soldier? Lorca devises a plan to get everyone back to their original universe. Lorca, Michael, and Tyler must pretend to be their mirror counterparts to sneak aboard the Shinjo and steal the information about the Defiant. In this scenario, Michael is Captain Burnham of the Shinjo, Lorca is her prisoner, and Tyler is her bodyguard. Before leaving the ship, Tyler goes to sickbay to talk to Colbert about his condition and make sure he's fit for it. Colbert is like, nah dude, the Klingons have made your bones short or something. Tyler activates and snaps Colbert's neck, killing him. For good. Probably. Tyler arrives late to the transporter room where Lorca asks, where have you been? And he literally responds, nowhere which is good enough for the captain. On board the Shinjo, Michael and Tyler quickly learn the Nazi salute, and Lorca gets put in what is literally referred to as an agony booth. On the way to the ready room, Michael gets into a fight with the current captain and ends up killing him, which is just what she needed to do to win over the crew of the Mirror Shinjo. The episode ends with Michael and Tyler hooking up. Not that Michael. Or that Tyler. Like, me and MC are good friends, but no. 
Um, we are in the mirror universe, and this is Tyler's first time seeing the mirror universe, right? You, like this is right. Yeah, there's a lot of mirror universe episodes, and somehow we've missed all of them <laughs> because I had mirror in the topic, and I'm like, I know what that one's about. <laughs> <laughs> Or mirror in the title, but yeah. So the thing is, so you've been I'm avoiding these episodes till now. They don't say Eric's very laggy. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry, guys. So Just ignore me. I'm, I'm almost positive that in this entire season, they don't refer to this universe as the mirror universe once. Modifying our shift signature to match that of mirror discovery. I. It is quite possible that they don't actually ever refer to the mirror universe as the mirror universe in Star Trek. I'm examining the crew manifest of mirror discovery. You're not its captain. Like, I, I'm not sure that it's actually ever called that. They they definitely refer to it as like, like later on in Star Trek, people are aware within the, the show of the mirror universe. Like they know that it exists, but mm-hmm. I don't know that they call it the mirror universe. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. They do in season two. Do they really? I didn't yep. remember that. Hmm. Um, so everybody's evil, or are <laughs> they? This is the big question I have about the mirror universe. Is the mirror universe explicitly evil universe? Is it opposite universe? Is it more nuanced than that? I think it's a little more nuanced than that, but I don't think that's how it originally started. If you go back to the episode they introduced the concept, I think it literally was like, these are evil versions of the characters we know. Mm-hmm. But since then, they've really developed on the whole history of the mirror universe. And yeah. what it comes down to is the difference is in one universe, there's a federation and the other universe, it's the opposite. It's the Terran Empire. And because of that, a lot of the characters we know as good guys in this universe are bad guys in the other universe, but that's not always the case. Uh, isn't like one of the big points of like the Terran universe, like Earth has been like a united um, civilization for like forever because of like this kind conquesting of. nature that they sort of drawn out, and it's like, I, well, mm, in I don't know if there's years. a canon explanation for when the divergence started. But I think that there's a book I've heard that yeah. explains the divergence as starting with Khan. That like oh that makes sense. Uh, that 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 the Khan and his people were able to take over Earth in the the wars that we all remember that happened in the 90s, and because of mm-hmm. that, that led to the Terran Empire. But I, I don't think that there's like a consistent origin point for it. Well, holy smokes, this is way out of the scope of what we're supposed to talk about on this show, because that's getting into all kinds of really deep Star Trek lore that Tyler doesn't know about. And this show's supposed to be what Tyler knows about. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do I know about? I know about Klingon boobs. We get Klingon boobs in this. How you guys feel about them uh, Klingon boobs? <laughs> listen, I don't. OK, so a lot of people have issues with Discovery because it's too mature or whatever. And the first the first like specific point that I remember people getting really upset about was when Tilly said that's so fucking cool. And people were like, I can't watch this with my kids because they said the fuck word. And when people were saying that, I was like, hey, y'all need to chill the fuck out because like your kids can deal with the fact that they say the fuck word in Star Trek. I promise you, it'll be okay. But then it gets to this part of Discovery where like okay there's breasts whatever i don't care that there's breasts but it's like a lot of really creepy like i mean it's it's rape imagery and mm-hmm. and that's a lot to have in star trek so the klingon boobs i'm fine with the 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 rape imagery that the klingon boobs appear in i am like very not okay with that that really bothers me uh the other thing that um this show does is 
they actually portray torture of mm. prisoners and mm. stuff. That that that's also a big thing that I definitely don't want any kids seeing. So, right. well, I think Discovery isn't really aimed at like kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's you not, know, well, like, I mean, clearly, like. It's, it's sort of, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're going for, but yeah, it's just, it's sort of a more mature take on Star Trek, I guess. It It is, but I, it, there's a difference between a more mature take to me and a more graphic take. And that's my problem with it. Is that like Next Generation, I mean, I don't think we've watched any of these episodes yet, but Next Generation has episodes that are like deal with the concept of rape, but yeah. they they put the concept of rape behind a metaphor and that's a that way point. it's something that like it's still it's mature it's still something that is designed for adults but a kid could watch it whereas this show i mean like atticus is nine months old right now he isn't he, he doesn't remember shit so it's fine for me to watch <laughs> discovery with him right now but yeah. in another nine months from now i'm probably not going to want to watch discovery when he's around because you never know when like there's going to be like a horribly graphic like torture rape scene happening and <laughs> I don't yeah. need my year and a half year old kid to be seeing that. Whereas next gen, they're, they're, like I, I put next gen on all day. I'm not worried about him seeing it. So it, it's I'll it's it's a weird line to me. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Um, that one episode of TNG that you're referring to, that oh the one, the one. There's a couple, the but okay, there there's are a so couple, many but... where Deanna Troy gets raped. She gets raped yeah, all the oh. damn time. Yeah, it's I. There's one particular episode of TNG that really bothers me because it's just so uncomfortable, you know. Um, I think that was worse than this, but in a more psychological we'll sense, I guess. I just remember we'll to rape gangs. I'm really curious. Yeah, I, I. Oh man, I don't want to rewatch that episode. <laughs> it's not a good episode. That's the thing. Like it's both uncomfortable and shitty. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Does it involve two two moons circling? That sounds Actually, like a I don't euphemism. Know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know what it means. Yeah. I, there's a guy with like this weird head. <laughs> well, again, that's every episode and, of Star well, Trek. And, okay, okay, but like, um, some what's guy her fell name? asleep at his desk, got some things stuck to his forehead. We got a new <laughs> alien species. Who played Mary Jane in the Spider-Man movies, like the first series? Oh no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay, okay, yeah, Kristen Dunst. I think that's the episode I'm thinking of, but I might be thinking of a different one. Anyways, but that's not the episode we're talking about today. So, Troy, what I was actually asking is, physically, what do you think about them Klingon boobs? <laughs> <laughs> there weren't enough of them. Yeah. Klingons are supposed to have redundant organs. There should have been four boobs. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I feel I like mean, three would be a nice... Three. Well, <laughs> that wouldn't be canon, though, because... Never mind. What? Nothing. <laughs> There's a lot of boob windows on female. That's what I mean. Yeah. Design. So we know they have two boobs. They can. They would have been a. Listen. I can accept bald Klingons. I can accept Klingons with four nostrils. But if you put two extra boobs on that Klingon, I would have called BS on Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Klingon titties. <laughs> Uh, so we're laughing because Eric just got stuck in a wormhole and his voice got really dragged out as he was saying Klingon titties and that was just pretty much the best thing I've heard all day um, Tyler what do you think of the Klingon I don't even let's, let me move on because here's the thing again 
there's boobs in Star Trek, whatever. Like it is nothing about that can be enjoyable to me because the imagery that it's wrapped up in is horrifying. And I understand that that's what they were going for. It was supposed to be horrifying, but then that becomes problematic that they put boobs into the middle of it because it's like, it's this weird mixture of like, we're going to make this creepy, awful, most horrifying, like most disturbing thing you see in Star Trek, but we're going to put, we're going to put the naked lady in the middle of it. So it's all sexy, <laughs> right? And it's like, no, you, it's not sexy. The Klingon boob window was sexier because it didn't involve rape. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we can move to a different, a, a different uh, subject. Uh, Unless you want to keep talking about it, Klingon boobs. Can we, uh, no, can we talk let's... about Tilly? Oh, Killy? okay. Captain, Captain, Captain Tilly, Killy, Sylvia, <laughs> my favorite character in Star Trek, possibly all of Star Trek, hmm. and a lot of what I love about her comes from this episode because what happens is she's the captain, but she doesn't really she doesn't realize she's the captain until she has to come on audio and talk to another ship, and she starts off by saying, "What the heck? Heck? Hell? What the hell?" And it's the most adorable thing ever because yeah. Tilly's she also, such a good person. She also tells them to like hold their horses. And she I thought does that was say, hilarious. "Hold your horses." <laughs> <laughs> she's so she's so good and pure. Mr. Bryce, open the channel. Hi, sir. Captain Tilly, what the heck, heck, hell, what the hell? Hold your horses. This is Captain Sponeman. Why the delay in responding, Discovery? I was indisposed. Um, <laughs> and then she has to be, she has to pretend to be Captain Killy. And she does a better job of it later on, but that first time, it's just so good. And then she hands it off to her chief engineer to explain the problem. And Lorca has to take the mic. And what accent does he do to pretend to be an engineer? That's right. <laughs> He's Scottish because all the Starfleet engineers are either Scottish or Irish. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> um, so before I cut out, I was going to ask, uh, would you, what would your mirror universe counterparts be like? Probably. I mean, it's, it's tough because if it's just evil world, then my mirror universe <laughs> counterpart would be evil which is what it seems like it is in a lot of cases. But yeah. My mirror Yours universe would definitely have a beard. He would definitely have a beard and he would <laughs> have, have great beard. time management skills. That's what my mirror universe counterpart would be. <laughs> a bearded man with excellent He would be I'd be clock His king. life would be put that's, together. That's 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 how yeah. I tie the evilness into it too. I would be a bearded mm. clock king. <laughs> it's about time. That. That's what voice I should do I... that for MC. I should do a oh, clock king voice. That's Sorry, an amazing that's idea. podcast. I, I already know I would have more ambition and probably be the emperor. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My my mirror universe self would hate cats. Yeah. <laughs> he totally would. <laughs> or no, would own tigers. Oh. Mm. That's kind of like <laughs> hating cats. It's no. abuse. What about I, you, Eric? I guess I guess my mirror universe counterpart would either be illiterate or be obsessed with math. <laughs> yeah. I like math. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate math. That's I the just power of math, people. That's from an episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is from an episode. Yeah. Um, um, 
Speaking of cats, I'm going to go grab my cat because he's meowing at the door. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I think uh, we have to talk about the last two big things, which is since, the, whole, since ta- the whole Ash thing. Yeah. Since since Tyler's walking away, we should talk about the USS Discovery real quick. No, the USS the Defiant. Uh, Defiant. Right, yeah, Tyler, you guys if you're think editing this, skip this part. That's from Enterprise! I know, right? But it's ah! not just from Enterprise. Yeah. It's it's a connection to a TOS episode. Wait, which TOS? How? What? R- remember, remember uh, what's his name? Captain Decker. Captain Decker was the captain of the USS Defiant. Yes, I'm pretty sure. And that's that ship disappeared mysteriously and then it showed up a hundred years in the past in the mirror universe in I enterprise decker's ship was eaten by the big space worm planet eater thing was it oh i'll look it up Maybe I'm thinking back, of a different so ship. we have to stop talking oh, man. about it oh, so man. i'll look it up oh, and either man. say yes it There's was another or episode. You're, i'll say you're right or i was right tyler don't worry okay. about it we're not talking about anything <laughs> 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 yeah man which oh wait no that was a different episode wasn't it? I'm looking it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's going to bother me now. Constellation was his ship. Oh, okay, okay. But there was um, there was a defiant. Never mind. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Ash, the Ash thing, the Ash thing. Yeah, his uh, clear uh, trauma uh, from the hands of the Klingons and whatever's going mm-hmm. on with him and Laurel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, Let's and talk he, about that. He goes. He's talking to to Hugh about it because he's like, "Hey, just want a quick checkup. Just a quick checkup, just to make sure everything's okay." And he's like, <laughs> "Have you been having issues? Because if you have, I have to bench you." Which was dumb of Hugh to say because now he's not going to be honest with you. But also, Hugh's not a psychiatrist, so it feels like maybe they are missing somebody here who should have been involved with this conversation. Some sort of counselor. Maybe an empath. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe she an could admiral. have actually done something productive in an episode. Um, well, it, but yeah, Federation it's, it's, ships didn't have counselors until the 24th century. But why? Mm. Because of they this get, reason. They, this is what. This, yeah, this is why. This is why <laughs> they nearly like destroy the universe yeah. every week. Yeah, and I, they I don't know. have it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so many people die in Discovery. They definitely need some counselors. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, it's dark, man, and, and and I mean, you don't really know what's going on this episode, right? Like, you start to figure out, like, shit, there's something wrong with him, and then, and then that moment happens. Yeah, feel like I'm gonna vomit and just like all the worst feelings in the world. It, it is that is the most visceral death I think in Star Trek. It's just ugh. ugh. Yeah, I, I did it's, not see that coming at all. Like, I, I really like a number of levels. Yeah, and not only that, we had to watch it like four times because they kept flashing back to it in the other episodes, and then every time mm-hmm. on the previously on segment, you would hear that snap. Oh God! Not again! Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just watched awful. the Amazing Spider-Man two for the first time, and that movie is oh, ending absolute trash. It's yeah. it is terrible. Peter Parker is a, like stalker, incel, shithole person. <laughs> I hate him. But anyway, they kill yeah. Gwen Stacy in that one, and that mm-hmm. moment is the best moment in the movie because it has 
exactly what the sound should be for Gwen Stacy dying, and I'm pretty sure that it's the exact same sound that Discovery used for Colbert dying, and it just, ugh. It's awful. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I don't want to talk about it, because it makes me so sad. <laughs> but I think, in, in so the difference is, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, it wasn't earned. In this, I think, that's true. you know, they did it right. If that makes sense. You know, like, because you're supposed to care when a character dies, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I could spend 15 minutes right now doing a TED Talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2 and why it's terrible, but I won't, because that's not what this podcast <laughs> is for. Yeah, that movie's a mess on a number of levels. I, yeah. I saw that movie in IMAX 3D sitting in the front row. Oh, God. And don't do that. Like, watching uh, yeah. Spider-Man swing from left to right, you're just like... <laughs> did they give did My they give you hurt. like those airplane barf bags with the 3D glasses? <laughs> um so uh real funny note here. Um they listed a fake actor for Vogue to conceal the Tyler reveal early on, and someone went and made a Twitter account for him where they just photoshop Vogue's face over <laughs> the actor, like in all these like behind the scenes like photos and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, so I actually didn't know that it was the same actor until like earlier today. I was just like, I was curious. So I googled it. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. I mean, it's you. You can't even when you know it's hard to tell. Like you yeah. can hear it when when yeah. Ash does Klingon voice. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the same voice. But mm -hmm. other than that, it's hard yeah. to see. Well, he's under like pounds of makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it for this episode that definitely has a title that I know and that um, title is Despite Yourself? <laughs> I mean, there's another uh, scene. It's in the ready room that I want to talk about. Mm. And um, it comes up later. Uh, the only reason I want to bring it up is because um, later uh, on, this scene comes up in other episodes. Sure. There's He starts dropping big hints in that scene but we don't get the reveal until episode 11 12. yeah 12. it's the next one yeah <laughs> um i actually did anyone call that twist like did anyone kind of see that coming nope uh are we talking when about they, when no. they got into the uh it, when they ended up there yes mm. but before yeah. that no like this episode i was like i was kind of starting to twinge yeah. we're talking about the the lurka no no we're talking about yeah. the Vok tyler right no uh, the lurka oh. no oh okay he i saw the sorry, I got obviously <laughs> yeah i just ignore me <laughs> I, I i did by the time we got laggy. to the end or to the to when they did the jump because seeing him type into the keypad just before the jump i was like okay he's manipulated the ship to end up there so at that point i suspected that this was home because he says something about like all right let's go home and then punches something into the keypad but it's true we were home but well, i wasn't even convinced at that point because the show throws curveballs at you like Lorca's real good at pretending to be just as surprised at everyone else as they're like going through and repainting the ship and everything like he yeah he's, yeah like he does a good job taking command but he seems as surprised as everyone else about their circumstance well there's this one scene in particular where uh, they are about to talk to, I think it's like the ISS Cooper or something like that. Like they're yeah. hailing them. 
It's the all first the other time ships Tilly in talks Discovery to them. are first names. Like they, the Discovery's, you know, the, the Discovery, and the Shenzo's the Shenzo. But all the other ships are first names. You got the Gary, the Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, like you know, Lorca obviously knows who should be the captain of the ship but he's about to talk to them anyways and then like michael interrupts him mm -hmm. it's like hey wait 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 T tilly's the captain now captain hold on they're saying if we don't respond that we should be prepared to be fired on open a channel audio only belay that i'm sorry but you can't take it sir i'm examining the crew manifest of mere discovery you're not its captain who is that, uh, that's me that's me that's absurd that's a good point yeah because if he had just if if it had taken her a half a second longer to realize that then was Lorca just going to reveal himself to the yeah. Cooper because that would have been <laughs> bad Um. yeah that's an interesting thought I guess he'd like really trust Michael I think unlike but Unlike Picard, Lorca's actually Apparently, a good actor. If he get when we get to episode twelve, we find out that he trusts her a whole lot with his penis. Um, I didn't hear what Eric said. Uh, he said, "Unlike Picard, Lorca's a good actor." Oh, okay, that's true. Sorry, guys, <laughs> Picard's the worst actor. I, um, I think why the kids are playing your Fortnite. Camera for... It's messing up my <laughs> <laughs> damn kids, huh? When MC and I were having issues earlier, I turned my camera off and that seemed to, like, the audio worked fine. It was just when I had camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me try that. Uh, it's a little awkward. It's a good idea. You can't see when you're going to talk, but oh well. That's okay. Um, hey, it's not laggy anymore. One, hey. My last <laughs> note on this was that I did not realize until, like, now, like, right now, today while we were recording this uh -huh. that the guy that burnham killed in the elevator was the captain of the shenzu for some reason that never occurred to me because oh. i recognized him as he was he was one of the guys on the shenzu way back in in, yeah, in shenzu's season finale or series finale that we watched and he died there yeah right i was like oh cool it's a guy from then but it didn't occur to me that he was the current captain of the ship even though like now that I know that, the conversation that they have makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah. when he, he uh, I'm like, why do I know this guy? And then it clicked, oh, he's the guy who um, gets hit in the head and gets sent to medical. And then um, when they get attacked, uh, <laughs> he walks into uh, the brig and mm -hmm. gets sucked out of the ship while Michael's watching, and it's like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Should we get to episode 11? Let's do it. The Wolf Inside. This is Troidal Power, the host of Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast, the podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And right now on Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, I, your host, Troidal Power, am playing through Golden Sun. You should come listen to me play Golden Sun on Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power. Find it and a lot of other weird stuff at probablywork.com. 
Episode 11, The Wolf Inside. After finally fitting in with her crew on the USS Discovery, now Michael must fit in with a murderous and paranoid group of space Nazis in the Mirror Universe, aboard the ISS Shenzhou. No pressure. Michael must harness her inner badass whilst concealing her abject horror at the backward and disturbing culture of the Terran Empire. Folk, um, I mean, Ash Tyler? Confides in Burnham and says that she's his tether. Unfortunately, he forgot to mention that he also kind of murdered the ship's doctor in the last episode, and oh, he's a secret Klingon, having a bit of an identity crisis right about now. Burnham tries to stop the Terrans from carpet bombing a resistance outpost. Burnham and Tyler beam down to talk to the Firewolf, who turns out to be none other than Volk, son of none, Tukuvma's torchbearer. Mirror Sarek totally has a goatee, like father like son. When Tyler comes face to face with his mirrorverse, Klingon self, he becomes triggered by himself and totally flips the hell out yelling, Remain Klingon or die! in Klingon, which was probably way more confusing for Burnham and Voke than it was for the audience. When they get back to the ISS Shenzhou, Burnham pulls Tyler aside and is all like, What the fuck was that back there? Tyler goes full Voke, never go full Voke and says, I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. He then reveals he has feelings for Laurel, not cool, before revealing that he's a secret Klingon sleeper agent in a Tyler suit. Bad timing, bro. Then, to top things off, he tries to straight up murder Burnham, so Burnham fake murders him back. After being beamed into the vacuum of space, the Discovery beams Volk, slash Tyler, aboard to arrest him for the murder of Kohlberg. Man, Discovery has more twists than a soap opera. The episode ends with yet another crazy reveal when Emperor Palpatine shows up, this time played by Captain Giorgio, who totally pulls a Death Star and obliterates the planet and its hidden rebel base. Insert evil laugh here. Oh, oh, oh. No, that's Job of the Hut. Good, good. No, that's Dracula. That exact thing does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, we had the, uh, the Emperor reveal in this episode. Yeah, so they previously described the emperor like saying there's not a lot known about the emperor. So I'm like, they're like it's a gender. faceless emperor. So I didn't think we were going to meet the emperor. I thought it was just going to oh, be like didn't? a background dark figure that, you know, it just like sets the mood. There is an emperor, you know. <laughs> I actually had a question for past Tyler before you watched the episode where you had to guess who the emperor was going to be. Mm -hmm. If you were to guess without knowing <laughs> who would you have guessed like would you have guessed that captain Giorgio could have made a reappearance I don't yeah know. well i thought early on i figured her and the shinzo shinjo would come back like i didn't think it would be you know necessarily in the mirror universe i thought it would be time travel or like a flashback mm. or something but yep. yeah i kind of i kind of figured she would come back yep we got evil Giorgio with a goatee <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so speaking of goatees we we actually saw Sarek with one which i thought was great yeah because when uh you see spock in the mirror universe like he has a goatee right like i think yeah. i've seen a picture of it before yeah that's that's sort of become a trope with like you know the evil version of uh characters in another universe or whatever mm -hmm. yeah the, it, it's really funny um but it, it, it's also kind of funny to think that uh, maybe the reason Spock has a goatee in the Mirror Universe is because his dad has one. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you think in the mirror universe they get along really well so he like wants to look like his dad oh maybe because it's opposite <laughs> uh, i i mean oh that, well I that's kind of weird can't. because spock well is that that's no. a spoiler that's a totally yeah. that's a, it's a huge spoiler <laughs> yeah we can't talk about that <laughs> i wish we could oh it's a juicy episode topic yeah <laughs> can i ask a question about voke of course tyler do y'all which think tyler the ash tyler <laughs> okay. do y'all think ash tyler that ash tyler when he went onto the bridge in the last episode and then when he went on this mission and all this stuff up to when he like flips the heck out do you think mm. during all that time he had like a separation and didn't really know what he did like did ash tyler for for that like half episode between when he walked on the bridge and when he reveals himself in this know that he had killed you oh, or th- did he only like realize that when he realized who he was i think he yeah. he, he knew he killed him but he didn't know why he killed him okay he wasn't in control of himself yeah. i think then he is a bastard and it, i hate him <laughs> i wanted it to be that that wasn't the case so there'd be a little sympathy but i'm pretty sure you're right i think he knows what he did and isn't telling anyone which makes him a mm-hmm. psychopath like even before it turns out that he's you know also a klingon like he's yeah. just a, he's a bad person it's yeah. it's hard to relate to what he's going through it's weird right because it feels like what they did was they kind of fused tyler's brain to Voke's brain right so some weird something if i understand this correctly he's a he's hybrid actually, he's like a frankenstein he's like a hundred percent voke and they shaved voke down removed his extra organs broke his heart up into little bits made it look like a human cut off heart. one of his penises cut. i was gonna ask that <laughs> do you think ash has one two or three penises well oh God. i think that burnham would have noticed if he had any do more you think than burnham has ever amount. seen a naked man before <laughs> well we know she's never been in love Uh and the only time that men and women get naked around each other is when a man and a woman love each other very much (laughs) so well like okay so she grew up on vulcan do you think any of the vulcans wanted to touch a human probably not how many how many is the normal amount of penises for a vulcan (laughs) it's a good question five Five? Oh god damn <laughs> it's range like this oh no <laughs> yes oh, that was the joke i was gonna make thank you troy uh, troy did the vulcan salute just for those not seeing it for those not troy's garage that. <laughs> that's burned into my mind now yeah so anyway so like, <laughs> they like shaved down his bones and like yeah organs it's really disturbing and made him look like ash tyler who is actually dead mm-hmm. and they like put um, his personality on top of folks right like that's what happened yeah so but I they had there to was do some a kind of brain bu- transplant right uh yeah it so they essentially they scanned him so well that they were able to replicate ash tyler with mm. folk so and then they implanted all of his memories and everything into Volk mm-hmm. and then suppressed Volk inside that. Yeah. That that seems kind of ironic since Volk's whole thing is remain Klingon. But he literally <laughs> got turned yeah. into a human. 
Well, well, a few episodes ago, they talked about like how he would have to sacrifice everything. And that's like the ultimate sacrifice for yeah. for him for being yeah. a true believer. You know, um, it's kind of clever, though. I mean, it's messed up, especially the way they went about it. But like, you know, the, the, the whole sleeper agent angle, like it almost worked, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It, it sounds too complicated. <laughs> Do you think they were trying to sort of explain why a lot of the TOS Klingons looked human? Oh, I didn't take it as that at all. I don't think that no, Discovery I, there's no connection at with this that, point yeah. cares about making yeah. it connect. <laughs> that later they do more, but mm-hmm. totally. Did you guys see I, that reveal coming? Like the Vogue thing, I actually no. did call it. Really, I called it. Yeah, um, I I didn't know exactly how or what was going on, but there's an episode of TOS where there's a Klingon disguised as a human. And I was like, I wonder if they're doing something like that. I didn't think that they actually like shaved his bones down. I didn't I didn't know for sure if it was Vogue, but like I, I knew there was something going on there for sure. The the thing about that is Tyler, I, I need <laughs> you to take your headphones off. <laughs> oh, me yeah. or the me or the Klingon. No, you not Ash <laughs> Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. The thing about that is mm-hmm. that the way in the episode you're referring to, Eric, which I'm not going to name in case Tyler accidentally hears this, that they yeah. resolve that is because the Tribble can detect a Klingon. But as we've discussed, mm-hmm. we know there's a Tribble somewhere on the Discovery. So that means that the whole time Ash Tyler was on the yeah, ship, he somehow true. never came into contact with that Tribble, which I feel like they are... I, it, it bothers me that they put a Tribble in there mm. if this was going to be a plot point, because it makes you feel like that should have at some point somehow That's come up. That's a good point. Chekhov's Tribble. Yeah. I mean, that should have been a Chekhov scene. That should have been the way they revealed it. I want to I want to make a little drawing now of Chekhov cutting a Tribble. <laughs> and it'll, it'll... That's great. Uh, I, I want to point out You got to wait till Tyler's is. seen a Tribble episode. No, you can't talk about Tribbles right now. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we can't describe Tyler it. Tyler doesn't technically know what they are. doesn't. Ty- Tyler's, yeah. Tyler doesn't enter that room. I know, I know. That's no. what I'm saying, though. Ash it, Tyler? But the triple only shows up, I think, the <laughs> one time, and it's annoying uh-huh. that like it yeah. feels like they were setting something up and then they didn't utilize it. Okay, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, All right. Can we bring it back. Um, can you? Yeah, can you do the? There you go. I like making weird hand motions when you have your headphones off, Tyler, because I wonder <laughs> what you think we're I, talking about. I, <laughs> I tried doing the hand motion, but then realized my camera was off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love the moment when Michael confronts Tyler and he just goes full Vogue. He I mean, it's the heck out. It's, I don't know, it's well done. It's it's really tragic and heartbreaking at the same time. Mm. I mean, he almost kills her, except for, yeah. Odd, who's that? It's, it's big old strong daddy Saru. Throw him across the room. <laughs> it's you. You were there. On that bridge. I failed to come on that day. I won't fail him again. Kukma! Kukma! Kahan! You made an attempt on the captain's life. Mirror of Universe, Saru. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. great. Which means this is evil Saru. Don't forget that. Mm. Mm. That's, that's nothing. Um, <laughs> it's tasty Saru. Oh, oh we'll, get, we'll get to that in the next one. <laughs> so I have something to talk about with that. The absolute, the absolute best thing about this episode is what you have noted down here, Tyler. I'm going to steal it from you. Is that mm-hmm. Burnham is like, screw you, Ash Tyler. I'm done with you. You know what the ISS Shenzhou does with traitors? Beams him into goddamn space. And so she does. She beams Ash Tyler into space to kill him dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. But not before she punches him in the stomach. And slides in a USB drive. Uh-huh. And tells, <laughs> oh. tells, tells good Saru where she's beaming him into space. So she beams him into space. And then Discovery goes, yoink, and just plucks him out of space before he can die. And is like, cool. Now, one, we can imprison you for life instead yeah. of murdering you. And two, we got a cool USB stick out of it. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it was super we, clever. We, we totally skipped over the, the entire scene episode. Of, <laughs> well, yeah. But um, one of the most important scenes is why Voke is coming out of Ash Tyler in mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. It's because he runs into his, the mirror version of himself, who's still himself, mm-hmm. and leading the rebellion. Yeah, he's that's leading right. the Federation. It's it's yeah. the, it's the UFP, but with Klingons instead of humans. Yeah, got Andorians there. You got your Vulcans. You got your Tellarites. I like Tellarites, the big pigmen. <laughs> I love that we got to yeah. see an Andorian in this episode. Mm-hmm. I hope we get to see more of them. Oh, wait. Um, so, who are the Andorians, Tyler? Huh? Uh, they're, I think they're blue, right? They're either blue or green. Yeah. They have an <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> they got antennas, and they're awesome. Yeah, I know people have been like really excited to see them in lower decks. Yeah. Oh, definitely. there's a Tellarite in this week's episode of Lower Decks. <gasps> there was. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I like this. I like the idea that there there is a federation that's trying to stand up against against the Terran Empire, the Empire. Yeah, and man. it's everybody except for the humans <laughs> that's in the UFP. I like, and then you bring in the Klingons too. I like Miravoke's like reasoning for uh, why, like when uh, I, th- I think Tyler confronts him about you know not remaining Klingon like he's like partnering with all these other aliens and he's like well like first we have to you know defend ourselves before we can basically I think like kill everyone else but (laughs) (laughs) Klingons stand together and strong it is only with our own houses in order that we can begin to invite others in what's great about this whole rebellion subplot is that it's kind of laying the groundwork for something we see later on in the series when we go back to the mirror universe and i'm not going to spoil anything kind i kind of yeah do you want me to talk about it no okay well we'll get there someday in like 2023 and the world will be a better place and it won't feel so bad to talk about an evil timeline Uh, um, are we in the evil timeline now is this yeah oh my god i think 2016 confirmed that yeah yeah that was the divergent that's where it diverged that was the divergent (laughs) event yes (laughs) hey that would have been a way better joke to use earlier in the episode damn anywho 
Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, I'll fix it in editing. Tyler! <laughs> oh, oh, and then so the whole thing is that they're gonna blow up the planet, and mm. and Burnham's like, "Hey, maybe we'll blow up the planet later." And then all of a sudden, some missiles show up out of nowhere, and this is one of the few times in Star Trek that we get to see what it looks like yeah. when a spaceship unloads on a planet, and it's devastating. Yeah, it up I mean, it was a cool quick. visual, but it was kind of. It was shocking. It was like, holy crap. I don't think anything mm-hmm. could survive down there anymore. It yeah, was nuts. And, and it's just like all fire and flame. And then we get the reveal of mm-hmm. the Emperor. Well, like in TOS, like uh, the Enterprise has threatened to like level planets before, right? Like, or like the Federation like wants them to fire on a planet or whatever. Like we never see them actually do it though. Like there's yeah. always like a reason of them getting out of doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, it was crazy to see, you know? Yeah. Those shields are powerful then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the Emperor here or save that for next episode? Let's uh, save it for well, next episode because it's just a yeah, reveal. Yeah, we, we just get the reveal in this episode. And mm. uh, okay, I got to say something about their outfits. <laughs> sure. Because of Giorgio's outfit, it, it's just extraordinary at the end of this episode. I really like the um, Imperial outfits. Like, yeah, um, I really dig the imperial designs. Well, they're mostly it's basically the same uniform, just black and gold, right? And, and then, with body uh, armor. No. And at the higher yeah. rank you are, the more body armor. Yeah, yeah, you get. but yeah. like the regular, like the ensigns, it's the same uniform, just black and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I believe like black leather. I want to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not terribly <laughs> different, but then yeah, as you rank up, you get you get more and more body armor. I wish they would have had the uniforms from the movies because they look like evil uniforms. The red ones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you mean the from Wrath of Khan? Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are not evil. How dare you, sir? <laughs> They're uh, just communist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's talk about the Emperor in episode 12, Vaulting Ambition. All right, here we go. Burnham and Lorca are headed to the Imperial flagship, the ISS Karen, a whole heck of a massive ship built around a massive fireball, where they end up finding that the original Defiant report is located because the data that they went through the past two episodes of work to get is actually useless. On the ship, the ISS Karen, uh, Empress Giorgio gets an entrance with enough titles to rival Khaleesi, then preps Saru for dinner. Like, like they're going to eat dinner. They're going to eat him. He's he's the dinner. They eat him for dinner. She also calls Burnham her daughter, but it's probably just an honorific. Probably? Maybe? Nah, it turns out. Mirror Giorgio goes through filling us in on some backstory, and she was basically Mirror Burnham's Mirror adoptive Mirror mother, and knows that Mirror Burnham was conspiring with Mirror Lorca to Mirror Betrayer, so Mirror sentences her to Mirror Death. But Burnham manages to delay her death sentence by explaining how Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson, and Michael Keaton can all be Batman at the same time. In order to protect the Dark Knight's identity, the Empress kills everyone in the room, just in case. You see, the Emperor knows, already knows all about the multiverse and the Federation thanks to the logs from the Defiant, and she thinks that Burnham and her entire crew are dangerous to her just because they might, like, infect the Empire with all their insidious hippie ideals. But she's also intrigued by that spore drive, 
and agrees to trade their freedom for the engine schematics. For Ash Tyler's story, uh, his Manchurian candidate stuff is making him act all sorts of crazy. He's bouncing between being an asshole Klingon and just a regular old asshole. In order to try to understand what's going on, Saru goes to his Klingon prisoner, Lorel, and explains the multiverse to her. And in exchange, she gives over all the deets on how she turned a Klingon into a dude. Well, actually, she kind of just is like, hey, I did it. She doesn't, she doesn't really explain it at all. Saru reveals that Ash has been trying to claw open his own chest to see what he looks like in, on the inside, so Laurel offers to help him heal his brain. Stamets is really getting a nice skincare treatment, and he's really starting to glow thanks to this new spore-based beauty routine, which also happens to be making him trip balls into the Mycelium Network, where he and definitely not evil Mir Stamets are touring the Discovery. They see Hugh, who's definitely for sure dead forever, and then Hugh explains that if Paul doesn't get out of the network, the corruption that definitely not evil Paul has caused will extinguish everything, everywhere. After a kiss from Hugh, both sleeping Stamets beauties wake up, and good Paul finds out that all of his mushrooms are sick, while definitely not evil Stamets does a happy little dance on the Cairn. Okay, for Lorca's story, there's a couple weird things. You see, it turns out that Mir Burnham saw Mir Lorca as a father figure until she grew up, and then she boned down with him, and that's all kinds of nasty. But thinking about how much of a creep Lorca has been to her, Burnham realizes that he treats her like a daughter, but also like weirdly like a sex object? And she realizes that he's been Mir Lorca all along. And that gets revealed to the audience because Mir Lorca is being tortured by a guard. Um, it's confusing because the audience is still supposed to think this is Prime Lorca, and the guard is torturing Mir Lorca's followers, which is upsetting to Lorca, but you're supposed to think it's because this is Prime Lorca and he doesn't even understand what's going on, but really it's upsetting to him because he is Mira Lorca, and he's upset because these are his friends, and he eventually manages to get out of his cage and kill the guy who's been torturing him, and it's revealed that basically the reason this guy was torturing him is because Mira Lorca boned down with that guy's sister, and then dropped her for the next chick that came his way because he's evil. And presumably the next chick that came his way was actually Burnham, his pseudo daughter that he had been raising in order to have sex with her because he's evil. <laughs> Man, that final scene was nuts. Yeah. That's how you do evil. a villain reveal. Yeah. That is, yeah. That hits so hard. <laughs> There's no question that he is a bad dude at that point. Although mm -hmm. Burnham murdered a guy. And there's lots of evidence. There's lots of evidence. Like there's mountains of evidence. Hmm. But it goes from like it goes from you thinking that Prime Lorca is just a little on the sketchy side and maybe shouldn't be captain to like oh he's straight up evil. Mm -hmm. He uh, his relationship with Burnham creeps me out, and <laughs> the relationship that apparently past Mir Burnham and Mir Lorca had creeps me out. But then it also makes the whole obsession he has with Burnham in this universe like extra creepy. And that, and I hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate it very much. It's, it's, yeah, it's bad. I, so I didn't really notice in like the normal universe, him being like creepy towards her. Like he like wanted her on the ship and stuff. But I, I know in like episode, one of these episodes, I think it was episode 10 uh, mm -hmm. or, or 11. He's like, I, I know you're real sad about Tyler. And he's like holding her hand and like rubbing it. And he's like, yeah, that could be red. But a little we're. Bit. We're in this together. Yeah. He's weird. So, yeah. I didn't pick up on any of that until Giorgio used the phrase grooming. And I was like, that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I guess the brand blows up in both universes. I think that, that was the convergence cursed. points for, for Lorca. Is that I think mm, that both... That's my, right. my 
my understanding is that like in a universal fluke, both versions of the brand blew up at the exact same point mm. in space time, and that oh. somehow caused uh, it broke reality. A swap. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how Lorca got to the Prime Universe. So, do you think that Prime Lorca really is still alive in that case? Maybe we'll find out later in Discovery Season 2 or 3 or 7 because they can just bring him back whenever they want because we know that he could be out there. <laughs> uh, so quick question. Uh, speaking of the brand, does anyone know who or what the brand the is named after? The brand. Brandon. Brandon Sand- Is it named after Brandon Brand- Sanderson? No. Oh, that was my guess. It's Buran. No, they're <laughs> all named after people. So it's got to be Brandon. <laughs> no one else you got no, the gary the it's cooper n- the karen the brandon <laughs> so this one's actually named after a russian space shuttle i think i don't know if it ever actually went into space but it was at least a um experimental shuttle oh that's cool so i thought that was again cool. i like that they're like being yeah uh global in their their sources well, they, for I, their i ships. like that they're referencing more than just like nasa mm-hmm. yeah Everyone just got real quiet. Oh, well, uh, I'm trying to think about... Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to dominate the episode. <laughs> no, no, no. There's like... Uh, because there's so much Star Trek at to... this point. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I can't think about, like... Do they use other, like, non-NASA names throughout other series like i think is... that really started with this series because you got yeah. the Discovery Joe. Like a lot more mm-hmm. but it, it makes sense because when you think about it it's a um it, it's a united earth at this point yeah. so you wouldn't exactly. be really nationalistic with na- the naming of Mm-hmm. spacecraft it would be like an international uh, i'm waiting I love for that about it. even more um to be uh, like more place uh, like other countries that don't currently have a space program oh, or that are making space programs right now yeah yeah although they are headquartered in san francisco which is right <laughs> around the corner from jpl so i could see why they would be like you know using american spacecraft yeah <laughs> more often just but their shipyards on mars so that's pretty uh <laughs> neutral oh. <laughs> or it was oh. mm-hmm. do you think they'll eventually name <laughs> okay, if mars. elon musk wouldn't have like shown himself you know over the past few years to be an absolute psycho do you think there would be like a star trek <laughs> like the musk <laughs> maybe there's an iss oh. musk yeah <laughs> didn't news just come out this weekend that he's like invented the borg yeah Sorry. yeah I think it's like a something. no it's Neuralink, not starlink your Neuralink. starlink's all another thing that he's working on that's like his evil satellite project <laughs> yeah. he's a literal bond villain it's weird <laughs> but right now it's hinch he has hinch pigs <laughs> yeah. zombie hench pigs 
Um, so yeah, MC was asking about the Charon. The oh, Karen? that's right. Yeah, the Karen. The, the, sorry, the ISS Karen. <laughs> yeah, that ship is massive when you see uh, the shot. Um, yeah, from it's the a outside. palace. Yeah, and it just looks so beautiful as well. And uh, uh, it's too bad it it's awesome. evil. It really what, is. <laughs> what is the big glowy bit in the middle of it? Is that is that a dying star? Like it seems like it's got like a star that that's feeding. No, that's the infected mycelian thing. Oh, that's right. I forgot they explained that later. Oh, it's a big old it's a big old ball of fiery mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Well, that's spoilers for episode thirteen. Um, I got a question for everyone. Hmm. What do you think kelpians taste like? Because <laughs> this I is the episode of kelpian stew. Octopus once in in Korea, and it wasn't so much the taste as the texture. Where yeah. it was just it was chewy, and and when Giorgio hands Burnham the ganglia, that's mm-hmm. all I can think about is is the just the feel of an octopus tentacle slipping between your teeth because you can't chew it because you try and chew and it just goes whoop, and it shoots off to the other side of your mouth yeah i was thinking it'd be like calamari yeah but like it wasn't just fried. deep fry that stuff yeah yeah <laughs> so it'd be it'd probably uh, be gross because it wasn't fried really slimy so mm-hmm. that that's just a nerve ganglia but what about the rest of the kelpian like the Pork meat drops Pork chops. <laughs> uh, I, I, I reckon it'd be closer to beef uh, yeah okay i, can I see bet that. it'd be nice. really tough because they're so nervous all the time <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got yeah. a kelpian around there then that means you can do like a whole surf and turf meal out of one one <laughs> one ingredient oh, that's fantastic <sighs> oh. why do you reckon they're eating them <laughs> yeah it's weird that they're their slaves and also their food and also they yeah well i mean the kelpian's in the prime universe are also like prey animals like that yeah but the federation doesn't eat them <laughs> no <laughs> that'd be horrible <laughs> oh. yeah but does, i mean does the terran empire eat any other sentient races because listen those tellarites it looks like you could get some pretty good bacon <laughs> off of those <laughs> oh I don't like that I was I, I the fact that those words came out of my mouth <laughs> makes me unhappy. I think it's kind of ironic that in the yeah. prime universe, Giorgio gets eaten. Yeah. Oh, so Oh yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Um I like that as a transition to one of the questions Eric wrote down for for past Tyler here, which is who do you trust the least at this point in the show? (laughs) Uh, I think it was probably Evil Giorgio. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Evil Giorgio is a weird character, but I guess we'll talk about that in like seven episodes of this show when we finish talking about Discovery, because I have a lot of thoughts about Mm -hmm. Giorgio. Because of what? where her character goes yeah i just finished yeah. season two and i wish we could just jump to that <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll be there soon don't worry yeah like two episodes right we have one more episode of uh season one i think yeah um mere stamets is the other thing that i want to call it though because i think mere yeah. stamets is cool because in the mycelium network he's being super manipulative to you 
regular stamets. Like, all he wants mm-hmm. is for regular stamets to get him out. And he's like, I will basically do anything to get you to get us the heck out of here. <laughs> and then when he wakes up, like, I don't know what Anthony Rapp does differently in his performance. But mm-hmm. suddenly that character, I'm like, oh, you are bad news. Like, I mean, all he does is, like, get up off of a bed and walk towards a window. And it is menacing as hell. And, I mean, a lot of that comes to the, you know, set design and everything, too. But totally. I just like i'm like oh you're a nazi supervillain. cool 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 <laughs> yeah well uh also the whole um reveal that he's the one destroying the mycelium network and is mm. like a complete asshole essentially that's, and that's, destroying that's not multiple universes <laughs> yes it I is i spoil well, kinda. that is it oh wait because no, yeah, uh, uh, that's right well, he tells him that's Hugh right. tells him. We have I that forgot. really like How touching scene there? between. Why is Hugh in the mycelium network? He's it's a dead explained boy. in season two. It kind of is. It's kind explicitly of. explained. You mean it's retconned it's, in season well, two. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's pseudoscience. It was a kiss, a magical kiss. <laughs> so he I, kissed him. You know, drugs normally lips, and that made him trip balls and. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be okay with that. Not not the kiss, just the just absence of logic around that. But mm. I think they pull it off in the show. I think the way they handle Colbert's death and spoilers direction. I, I think it's well done. I think, I think it's earned. I think you're just so excited to see Colbert again in the Mycelium Network because his death was so mm. like traumatizing that you like yeah. it's easy to not question it in the moment. But then when you think about it later, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, are all dead people in the mycelium network? Like, is that? Yeah, (laughs) I was wondering that myself. Do you think he was displaced because he died in the mirror universe? Do you think that's why? They like explicitly tell you what happened. (laughs) Oh, they do. Yes. It was literally. It's been a while since I've seen. And (laughs) he and uh, Stamets is like halfway in the mycelian network at the time so he transports his energy there and then the mycelian reconstruct his body from his energy okay well, when yep. you put it like that and it so he's, an, he's a whole new colber <laughs> so we're talking like chakra and stuff <laughs> i guess i don't know yeah that's some stupid no, no, shit like what do you mean? He just con- transfers his consciousness <laughs> into another person and then is reborn from that consciousness the hell is that that sounds like some star wars fantasy bullshit not my science fiction star trek that's grounded in reality okay that was my impression that one time angry star trek nerds who hate on new star trek ignoring (laughs) the fact that the things that they hate about it happened in old star trek Uh, unless you guys have like more to talk about this episode that seems like a really good place to uh you know move over to this week's episode of lower decks uh sure Sure. Because someone just becomes energy and one with the universe in that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So oh, my good. God. This, so this was episode four, Lower Decks. Oh, my God. I loved yeah. it. I loved it it's, so much. This show's good. It's a lot of fun. I I still feel like it is a little um, over excited about jokes per minute. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, they, everything is so fast-paced because they have, like, so many punchlines that they want to get in and i could do with like like 25 percent less like i i feel like there are <laughs> there are a lot of jokes and the, the reason i could do with less is because i like the characters so much that i would be fine if there was just more character stuff i don't know i think i laughed harder in this episode than i don't know i have in a while 
I probably that's probably true. I mean, like all the, the whole montage with Mariner when she's yes. promoted, like I was cracking up during <laughs> that. It was so funny, but it was also like so true to her character. She got all the shit jobs. Yes, cleaning out the the holodeck filter. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> people do that. Use that. For I that? can't believe they, oh, that was hilarious. Uh, I think it's interesting that they bleep things out on that show. Yeah, I don't know. It why. makes it funnier. Maybe <laughs> it bleeps. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should just go for it. I think it. in in that specific instance, I think it's funnier. Like, yeah, having mm-hmm. it bleeped because like. It leaves it just enough to the imagination. <laughs> I, 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 it's funny. Yeah. Um. Man, I don't know. I like it. I like Lower Decks a lot. I'm really enjoying it. My only problem with it, I, and it was less so in this episode. This was probably my favorite episode. It's a little like formulaic, where it's like something happens, everyone's dying, everything's okay. <laughs> like there's like always a portion when like everyone's just dying. <laughs> I think yeah. that. I think that that is like star trek though star trek episodes discovery maybe notwithstanding because it's doing serialized storytelling but a typical star trek episode kind of follows that trajectory the difference i think in lower decks is that that high point of the 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 action is like stretched up to the absolute highest high point that it can possibly be in every episode whereas like every episode has you know like something's going on and then oh oh my gosh it's gonna be bad and then it's fine but in this show like it's gonna be bad is i mean almost like it was in episode 12 here where hugh says that they're gonna extinguish everything everywhere yeah like Mm -hmm. it's just the high points are so big all the time yeah well i finally got to watch uh episode three and four this week so um we really didn't get to talk about episode three last week because i didn't get to see it yeah, i think you guys just said mm-hmm. it was good yeah <laughs> uh so i, I want to bring up a few things from episode three of lower decks as well if you don't mind uh the uh stabbing of um <laughs> uh, uh, that that bit was that so he could go out and fight and he just tears off his shirt and he's oh, just right. like ripped <laughs> and he does the whole kirk double fist hits yes <laughs> i totally it's, forgot about that yeah oh that's that was great. amazing um <laughs> and, and of course it, um the social commentary on uh everyone working too hard and too much and not getting enough downtime mm-hmm. and everyone just being burnt out yeah no well that's, no, it's, there's there's a lot of truth to that it's happening today like that mm-hmm. that stuff's right now that's happening to a lot of people like they're continuously liter- working and yeah. just get burnt out they i literally don't... experienced something very similar at my last job at my last office job like they were so it, like they timed everything you did it was nuts Ugh. and like i was like good at my job but i was stressed out constantly because of that and there was people yeah. slacking and like they didn't get on to those people, but they got on to me when I had a bad day. It was weird. You know, that's the yeah. thing. Like it, it's such a double standard because like, how do you enforce that? I don't know. It's a whole thing. That's a whole conversation. <laughs> uh, metrics yeah, no, metrics really bother me. You, everyone needs to have a bit of downtime mm-hmm. just to refresh and so productivity doesn't drop essentially yep yep 
Yeah, definitely. Buffer time is a real so, thing that people need. So even Although, in lower decks, every episode has a moral. <laughs> it's kind of great. I don't know that I ever got margaritas during buffer time at any job I've been at. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no, a bit much. No. There's that's an extreme example. Oh, the the other thing that I wanted to talk about is right at the end, the most important person <laughs> uh, in Starfleet oh, history. Hell yeah, <laughs> yes! Miles O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. I love that his statue was behind the the transporter <laughs> console. I thought that was funny because I've now seen O'Brien once in three different series. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, God, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, so, I'm it, loving Lower Decks, man. It's it's really, I, I, it's yeah. Really good. I'm really enjoying it, and and I think it's getting progressively better. Like I, I think and, I have enjoyed each episode more than the last. It almost feels like the creators of the show listen to this podcast <laughs> with some of the jokes <laughs> they throw in there. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it, I think I think it's. I mean, I probably not listen to our podcast. It's it's that they are no, like Star Trek fans, and like <laughs> listen, yeah. I like Discovery fine, and Picard was okay. Don't ruin it but, for me. <laughs> It it has been like openly stated that a lot of the creative people behind Discovery and Picard aren't huge fans of Star Trek, and you can feel mm. with Lower Decks that that is not the case. Like these guys are clearly mm. like they're nerds about this stuff, and and that definitely shows through in in the show. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the creators of Discovery have to be fans because of how much like deep cuts knowledge they put into the show. Some There's certain... of the writing staff is the the, yeah. the producers I think are not as much. That's a good point. Yeah, which is where you get like big picture things that are divergent, but then the really focused things connect. Yeah, like some of the things we had problems with on Picard. Right. Right. Yeah. Or like on Discovery, the fact that they're using like holographic technology to communicate and things like that is like, but that's that's not that doesn't <laughs> fit with Star Trek. Yeah. Like. You didn't have to. It would be easy not to do that, and then it would fit yeah. with Star Trek better. But, but you did that, mm -hmm. so but, now. But they they explain in season two no, why they Tyler, never use it again. You, no, you go to hell with that. They don't. That is that is they a stupid retcon. It's they a really do. Line, they they do. But it's a I, see that's retcon. the thing. That's the thing. Like, but but they do explain things eventually. That's the thing. Like fans get so up in arms about some of that stuff, but they, there is an explanation if you stick around long enough. The Even explanation if some... is that, that the producers changed. The guys who were in charge of it got <laughs> fired in the middle of season one and different people took over. Yeah. That's the explanation. I do think it's funny in DS9, they actually uh, introduce holograms and they make like right? a big deal about it. And then it's if you watch this show, technology. you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Yeah, they finally got it working a hundred years later. They discover they're like deep fakes. We can't deal with deep fakes. Yeah. <laughs> One quick question before we get into the plugs. Well, before uh -huh. we go to go into the plugs, we got to say what we're watching next. Okay. Oh, well, either way, we can do whatever order. It's up to Should you. Should we also say if we like the episode or not? Because we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Are we supposed to do that? I don't know. <laughs> oh we well, do that for the re the main yeah. line yeah, i think i, I think we should just judge these seasons as that a whole because each season yeah. feels like an episode yeah it's up to you guys <laughs> okay. if we were judging the arcs i would say i like this one and i did not like the last one so yeah yeah i thought this was excellent i feel like yeah. 
this season just gets better and better as it goes on to me. I really don't like mm-hmm. the Tyler reveal. I I don't like that whole really? plot. Yeah, I don't <laughs> just know. because it's your Tyler. name. No, no, no. I I just think I, I think it's stupid that they like shaved down a Klingon and then like slapped a new coat of paint on him. He's like, we got human. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like Colbert's like initial tests like didn't find anything but then he's like let me look at this a little closer like a deeper scan, and then he's like this yeah. is fucked uh, <laughs> i checked that there was a memory yeah. pattern laid on top of yours and there wasn't but then i found one underneath yours yeah. Whoa! Like, yeah, it's what like how does wait, that mean all your organs are altered like they're scarring all yeah. over your body what is going on did here did they do a dna test because you'll still turn out klingon right was he sleeping what? on the job that day? Like, what the hell? It depends on what DNA you test because he's, I think he's got a skin suit on. I think they like skinned <laughs> yeah, Ash Tyler and stapled it on did. top of him. So if you took like a skin sample, it'd be Ash Tyler's skin. You have the mm-hmm. zipper in the back. <laughs> he's wearing an Edgar suit. I found a Tyler the problem. <laughs> oh, that's um, horrifying. It, listen. Tyler doesn't know this yet, but this isn't really a spoiler to say. The dumbest thing about that is that it also doesn't fit with Star Trek canon. Because you, we will find out later in other episodes of Star Trek you watch that it's real goddamn mm. easy to impersonate another species. You don't have to yeah. do all this. <laughs> like, it is totally unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like that it's implied that uh, Tyler is like the... Well, Vok is like the like test to see if this is like a thing that they should do like they have the technology to do it and they're just like maybe we should make a bunch of sleeper agents and they're like no this went horrible yeah and after that they're like let's not do that ever again (laughs) maybe we'll just do it with makeup instead of like horrible surgery and rape scenes yeah maybe just like Uh. a little bit of like foundation instead (laughs) oh hey that works better Yeah. yeah um so real quick so we we now have a tyler we have a Troy mm-hmm. and we have a Michael. Is there an Eric in Star Trek? I know there's an Eric, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've come across a prominent Eric yet. I don't think. Yeah. There's probably sure like some like one. background character on TNG that gets or like a red shirt on TOS. That or gets a killed. guest for an episode or something. Yeah. 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 I thought about that. Maybe there's a Vulcan name like Arik or something. <laughs> uh, apparently like there was a uh, human male teenager who lived on the Enterprise in 2366 who was friends with Wesley Crusher and Annette. I was part of a group of youths observed by Beverly Crusher and Ten Forward following her return to Enterprise D, whose name was Eric. The more you know. Hmm. His speaking scene was cut from the episode. Oh, is that the episode with Paris? He was no. cut? Oh, God, no. God, no. No. Oh, my. The oh, outfits. I thought you said he was cut. I'm just going to hold it up to the camera. His speaking line was cut. What? Just just so you can see these outfits. Oh, oh why did it go away? Look at, look at, look at. Eric's the one in blue. Look at your outfit, Eric. <laughs> Looks like Power Rangers. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it really does. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's who you are. It's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric's just a background character. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what are we watching so next, next time? Uh, we're... What is it? Is it a- 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 Alfonso? I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Kid in the blue. What's it? What's the, what's next? <laughs> Eric. 
So next time we're watching episodes 13, 14, and 15, which is the end of season one, wraps up all the story arcs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, mostly. Kind of. Mostly. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the cliffhanger thing that leads into season two. Yeah. Hey, there's two Klingon penises in this next arc. This is the arc yep. that confirms that Klingons have two penises. And there's not two penises Speaking in of, it, but it's it's oh, the arc that confirms that there's two the, penises. Thanks for bringing me back around to my question. <laughs> yes. So, I was going to ask you, if uh, Klingons have two penises, humans have one penises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Vulcans have five. How many penises does Spock have? Do you think it's like an oh, average? Yeah, it's three. <laughs> Is it three or two and a half? Because if it's two and a half... <laughs> no, it would have to be three. Mathematically, nope. it would be three. No comment. Yeah. yeah. I can, that makes sense to me. When, so and when Dorian's Lorel just was two, talking... But they've got those little cup ear things on the tip. <laughs> like their antenna. <laughs> <laughs> in fact i say like their antenna but not all species keep their genitals in the same place you know it kinda... oh my god <laughs> that's a good uh, uh, that's a good that's a good poll deep cuts deep cuts uh, thank you for that's hilarious that, Eric. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like the labrell's comment about like you must sacrifice everything like has whole new meaning to me yeah, because he sacrificed his whole identity as Vogue. And Maybe. a penis. And a whole penis. And one pe- and at least penis. one penis. I thought you were making a profound possibly. statement. I forgot we were talking no. about penises. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Do you think it's normal for Klingons to like just lose a penis? Like, common occurrence? Do they grow back? I don't think they grow back, because that's why they have two. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, that's why they have two, is so that if they do lose one in battle, then they've still got their Oh, backup. Jesus. Do you think there's a subset of Klingon where it's like a cultural, religious thing to like have one cut off, sort of like circumcision, but like oh, no. more? To show like how fierce you are, they're like, I'll go into battle with one penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. I- I- I'm not sure if I enjoy where this conversation went. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a patreon exclusive you guys i found another eric he's also a child on the enterprise really? d yeah oh, there's damn. two there's two erics in all of star trek and both of them are children on the enterprise d are they eric with a k uh no these are both eric with a c um i didn't search eric with a k because i didn't think there was any chance of there being results but let me check you never know there was someone like locally running for office that was an even different like spelling of Eric. It was with a CK. Really, Erica. It was just. It, it would look like Eric. Oh, weird. Oh shit. Oh shit, there Eric. Oh what? shit. Eric Pressman what? was captain of the USS Pegasus. The Pegasus. Do you remember <gasps> which one's the Pegasus? Oh shit! I remember. Yeah, I remember that episode. TNG. Yeah. He was the captain of that, and then eventually, when we see him in the episode, he's a rear admiral at that point. So, oh, Eric with did a K. He, didn't he die horribly? Um, maybe. Like Riker no. and him 
get oh never mind i believe he went no, to he space doesn't. jail <laughs> with yeah. michael burnham yeah. yeah 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 he went to the michael burnham honorary space penitentiary <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that guy was a douche yes yes he was he broke all kinds of laws and he caused a character we love to break those laws with him but that's a story for mm. another time for now uh if you want to hear more of me and mc you should listen to the best animated shows ever so far where we watch, discuss, and rank every animated show ever eventually. And we're currently watching Samurai Jack. And Eric was on episode one. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's a very good show. Uh, you should listen to it. It's and a very good episode, if, too. Thanks. If you want to hear more of Tyler, you should listen to Too Young for this hit, where he has an episode uh, coming out just any day now, where he and I watch Bill and Ted's Bogus <laughs> Journey, and then also watch <laughs> Bill and Ted Face the Music or Save the Music, whatever it's called. We watch them back-to-back and do a double episode all about him with all the free time that he has. <laughs> Um, probably. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear more of Eric, two screaming children in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Our I sons mean, are just going to scream at each other. What the <laughs> yeah, contest? Uh, yeah, Eric perfect. has this show called Epic Fails of History, Epic with a K, where he talks about humanity's greatest mm-hmm. failures. And he also has a middle grade book series called Epic Fails with a C, uh, that is also about humanity's greatest failures in history, but for a middle grade audience. The podcast mm-hmm. is not for middle grade audience. I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, if you'd let your kid watch Discovery, no. then you can let him listen to, I mean, to Epic Fails of History. There's significantly oh, less totally. Klingon rape in yeah. Epic Fails of History. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> uh, is that it? Did I? I don't have my notes up. Yeah. Did I get all Podcaster the podcasters assemble? Oh, podcast assemble. Oh, yeah. Take it away. It's GoldenEye. Everyone always forgets about Podca- Podass. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's GoldenEye. That, that's the one that people can submit for. Mm-hmm. Already done. And it's awesome. And Tyler should, cho- should totally submit to this episode. Me and Eric <laughs> recorded half of an episode of Too Young for This <laughs> hit about Goldeneye. We did record yeah, the prelude. watched it. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tyler never ended up watching it. <laughs> and it made me very sad. One day. But he has a good excuse. One day. We're going to put like It'll happen. two years from the start of that episode to the end of the episode. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still on board. Just let me know when. <laughs> so, Troy, mm-hmm. how do we end this? Well, I've got the transporter coordinates all set up, and it's definitely not going to beam us into space, so don't even worry about that. <laughs> Forward beam out. <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> you have to do it. Actually, it'd be like just pure silence because, you know, space. Yeah, in space, no one can hear you gag. 
Mm. <laughs> it depends how close they are to your mouth. Oh, oh no. <laughs> because you have oxygen in your lungs. Yeah, the gas from here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's disturbing. <laughs> no one can hear you gag for very long? Well, you'd, yeah. be, you'd have much more to worry about at that point. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Have a good one, Later. man. Penis arc. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. <laughs>